Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our new guest hosts, Miguel. How are you doing today, Miguel? Doing amazing. Thank you, Lucky. That's awesome. So Miguel comes to us with a background in project management and a bunch of other things. Um, so why don't you share a little bit about what you're up to these days, and then we'll go back in time about uh, you as a kid. So what are you up to these days? Oh, perfect. So I'm currently the senior project manager for Scotiabank. I'm uh, in charge of all the strategic initiatives uh, at, at a global level. Um, the things about what I love about what I do is that I'm constantly uh, in contact with a lot of um, the people and teams that I have. Um, I love what I'm doing because it's like um, I'm, 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 I'm in charge of a, a lot of different projects globally. And um, yeah, I'm blank. <laughs> no, that, that's all good. So uh, why don't we talk yeah, a little bit about uh, you and, and the transition to get there. So I'd love to share a little bit of your childhood. Yeah. What was Miguel like as a kid? Earliest fond childhood memory? Yeah, so um, earliest childhood memory. Well, I remember that I was always wanted, wanted to help people. I, for some reason, okay. uh, that was very important for me. And um, the reason I chose uh, to study business was because I wanted to... Um, uh, to do something more. Uh, I was between being a doctor, a psychologist, or going for business. And I, I decided business because I thought, you know what, this is the best way to help more people at the same time. Like, okay. if, you know, if I was a doctor, I, I would only be helping like 100 people a day or 200, but I wanted to help even more than that. So I, back in the day, when I was probably a teenager, I said, like, I want to impact positive, positively impact around a billion people before I die. And since then, I've been trying to do more, more of that. So that was kind of like the, the beginning of my my memories uh, back in the days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'd love if you shared a little bit more on that. So so where did that come from? Were you always like the, the caretaker of your friend group or like the, the cousins or the siblings and stuff of that? Um, kind of that, that nurturing type? Um, where, I think where it, do you think that might have come from? Yeah, I remember being as a kid as a very curious, uh, always learning, loving to learn. Um, it might be, it, it might sound sad, but at the same time, uh, I grew up in a, in a, uh, I guess, a difficult neighborhood in Mexico City. So imagine this: you live in a street where both ends are gated, and we have gates like you know, twenty feet high and with spikes, and really. Really scary. So I'm in that in, in that little court or in that little street, and there are not like that many children. So and my parents didn't allow me to to go out of that gated area because I was, that area was safe. Outside, not so much. But uh, interesting enough, outside was the the park where everybody was playing. So even though even though I was not able to to go outside, I, I guess I took refuge on, on books and learning. I learned to code. I learned to. I, I did learn a lot of skills. Just by being, you know, um, on my own pretty much the entire time, um, and at the same time, because I was not that social when I was at school, I remember I was bullied a lot. And mm -hmm. since then, I, I think uh, from a very early age, I was uh, very philosophical as well because um, I always thought um, that the world was upside down, that the good is bad, the bad is good. You know, very. I had a lot, a lot of different thoughts about this. 
And and I, I said, you know, I like I'm, I would like to do something about this very early in, in my life. And yes, with all my friends, with all my groups, I always started to do something different. So I, I knew that I wanted to be in business by myself, an entrepreneur. So at some point, I started doing a lot of different projects. Uh, I wanted to do um, bigger and better things every time. So uh, I remember once I did a project to help uh, senior people to be dignified and to to be again um, to provide this the, to to help them be seen again because imagine this like okay. after having a, a whole life full of everything uh, when you become a senior especially in my country like you become kind of like a, a different kind of a citizen where right. you are no longer uh, that much important so I wanted to to go back and help with that I created this, this organization and it was really good. It was called Wise Hands, where people will be knitting scarves. We send scarves around the world and, and people were able to, to connect and see and see like, okay, who was the creator of this scarf? What was her point or his point of view in life? The advice for uh, young generations and so on. That project uh, took off really, really nice. So like that, many other stories. That's amazing. So sounds like uh, th through that childhood and that upbringing, you matured very quickly and you sure. kind of found that sense of contributing back to the world uh, started with uh, kind of the seniors and obviously have a whole uh, many more uh, along the way. I I'd love if you share a little bit of that, that influence mm -hmm. uh, on, on the business part. Like uh, you mentioned doctors, psychologists and, and, and business, like were, were family, friends, were they business people? Were they all doctors? Were they all whatever? What were some of the influences that, that uh, folks had around you? Oh, for sure. Like uh, I have a lot of family that is uh, um, doctors, psychologists. I have um, uh, entrepreneurs as well. And But uh, going back to, to my influence, I think my, my grandma was my biggest influence because hmm. uh, back in Mexico, um, parents will often go to work full time and the full time hours is pretty much from uh, the beginning of the day to the end of the day. So um, right. it's very common for children to be raised by their grand grandparents or uncles or, you know, family. But uh, my grandma took me uh, uh, on and, and, and she told me a lot of things. At a very early age, uh, she told me how to knit, how to cook, how to uh, do uh, uh, different things with the sewing machine. And, and, and yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was very interesting and weird because I was this little kid with an old soul, I guess, because of this <laughs> with my grandparents. Um, so that was my first one. And, and that is why my love and, to, and deepest respect for senior um, uh, people and, and also how I wanted to dignify that in, in, in a way. Um, and also um, from, a, from, a different, uh, from a different uncles and family members, uh, I got bits and pieces. For example, from my parents, what I love and, and what I got was um, I really um, I really learned accountability, like mm. ownership. There was, there was no way that they will not deliver or they will not finish what they said that they want to finish. If they committed to something, that was going to happen. So that kind of thing is still with me. Sometimes to a degree that is not that healthy because it's like, okay, I need to finish this no matter what. And, uh, and that's part of like who I am. And that's why I'm, re I'm really good at everything that I do because it's like, okay, it's going to happen. Uh, it's like I find a way or I make the way. So I, I learned that from them. Uh, from, my, from my parents, my grandparents, what I learned was um, diplomacy and how it's more attractive 
to treat people um, with honey instead of vinegar. So definitely that part, it's uh, how you can uh, connect with people, how to win friends, influence people, how to persuade, how to, how to be that center where everybody feels attracted to like, okay, I want to know more about this person. And because I was raised by my, my grandparents, I, I, I used to read a lot. So uh, very early in high school, everybody was like, okay, Miguel, what, what are your thoughts about A, B, and C? Uh, because I, I already had an opinion. I read books that way, way advanced back in the day. And um, sometimes that helped me a lot in school. So I, for me, school was super easy. It was like, okay, I don't need to study. It's like, this done. And that created me a lot of trouble with, the, with all other um, students where it was like uh, not that easy. So of course, jealousy and all of this. I was not that good uh, socially, uh, but mm. I had a lot of things. That I, I, I think I, I always say that I'm an introvert because I definitely am an introvert. And um, that helped me a lot in many different areas, like on how to focus, how to work, how to grow. But at the same time, on the social aspect, I, I had good friends and mentors that helped me along the way to, to become more like who I am right now. So I, I can tell you, like, um, there's, there are so many different people that just put a little bit more into my recipe of success, into my the, the ingredients that baked in who, who is Miguel today. That's amazing. And kind of lends itself to yourself, who kind of adds those ingredients to other people's lives as, as well. And exactly. I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about that that school journey. So you mm -hmm. was it always that in, in high school, I was going to get into business, you just went for the, the, the business schools? Or was there ever any kind of discussion along the way? Was there a specific area of business that you wanted to get into? You're, you're obviously now in the project management side, like, was that known to you during that time? But tell us a little bit about like the desire to get the business and the, the, the journey or interest in project management. Yeah, so um, I wanted to be in business because I knew that if I'm in business, I can help people, I can have families um, uh, to be better by providing purpose, by providing um, paycheck, by, by providing benefits. So I knew that I was a step before. Um, it was more preventive than corrective because... Uh, as a doctor, as an psychologist, it was more on the corrective side. It's like, okay, so I'm one step before. So that was my mindset. And that's why business was, okay, my goal is to open multiple business and have thousands of employees. That was that was when I was in. <laughs> and uh, and since then, things have evolved. And this, it's, it's incredible. But uh, uh, the next part that happened was that uh, I started generating all of these business ideas. And I will go with my family and it's like, hey, would you invest in this new idea? I just need 50000 or a hundred thousand. I mean, my <laughs> family will be like, okay, uh, you know what? Your numbers are not that strong. You're fine. You know, your financials are weak. And they told me that uh, forever. No, it was like, I, I, I will create a new idea and they will tell me, no, you know what? You need to improve your numbers because those return right. uh, percentages are not right. So I said, you know what? After my business degree, I'm going to do a master's in finance because I need to master this thing about, you know, the numbers. <laughs> And uh, incredible because I was so focused on that. Uh, I became the best financial modeler that uh, on that school, and even to the degree that sometimes the banks in my in my hometown they will ask, they will they will say like, "Who prepared this financial model?" And it's like, hey, "With me." It's like, wow, it's one of the best I've seen. Like people from the banks <laughs> in that so to that degree. So it's funny enough just to to go back to that story now that i have the good financials and good business ideas i will go with my family it's like i just need fifty thousand or a hundred thousand to launch this idea <laughs> and they will be like oh yeah your financials are quite strong uh but we don't have the money <laughs> so 
there was always something about you know uh, supporting uh, my ideas. But I, my my grandparents supported many of those, and uh, yeah, so many with good success, so many like you know uh, failed. But uh, um, going back to to my career, when I decided to move to Canada, was because I wanted to answer one question that I had. I, I wanted to know if I had what it takes. So. I knew that back in Mexico, I was very, I, I was doing really well. I was very successful because after finishing school, thanks to a professor from that finance, uh, master in finance, uh, a professor recommended me to, to be hired as, a, as the CEO of one of the companies that he used to work for. And, and I got the job because, wow. uh, because of, of the, the strong numbers and, and my, my drive. So uh, for, for like four or five years, I did that job. It, it went really well, like multiply the business like crazy. And just like recent grad, right? So super happy. So yeah, of course I said, like, you know what? I need something bigger. And that, that's when I decided to come to Canada. And things in Canada were not that simple because when I arrived, I was super <laughs> cocky. I was like, hey, hey, you know, where is the prime minister? I'm going to tell him how to run this country to that degree, <laughs> right? Uh, but no, it took me five years to find a job in my profession. And during those five years, my confidence crashed. I was like, okay, there is something really wrong about me. Uh, I don't know what to do. So definitely that part um, impacted me a lot. And for those five years, you know, ups and downs, uh, mental health issues, I was, I, I, didn't, I was not aware that I was depressed because I, never in my life I felt depressed. So I was like, oh, wow, what's this? How is, what is this feeling? Um, so long story short... My mess then became my message in that now, for example, mm-hmm. I, I help people, newcomers to say, you know what, what you're experiencing, uh, you, are not, you are not alone and you are not the only one. Thousands of people like you are experiencing the same thing. It happened to me. So definitely let me help you. Let me help you connect the dots faster. Let me help you find that meaningful employment faster as well. And I have uh, started some organizations to help with that. But going back to the story, it's that... Yeah. I knew that I wanted to help people. I still do business. Then finance just came because I wanted to showcase that my business ideas were good. But I, that, that opened the doors to so many different things, so many different uh, opportunities, like the CEO of this coffee company. Eventually, today I'm working for Scotiabank as in, in the project management world. Uh, but before I was the product okay. management, so I, the, I was I used to work for TD and as a product manager, then jumped to Scotiabank as a product manager which is kind of like a CEO, a mini CEO within the organization because you're in charge of everything related sure. to that product. And, and then, of course, evolving to projects. So product and project for me has been very close to me because it's like, it's, especially if you have this entrepreneurial spirit, it helps you a lot, opens the doors to so many different opportunities mm-hmm. because you have the drive, you have that ownership, accountability of making things happen. So you're going to be very successful. I found that project opened the door for me to get into product because project is quite a little bit simpler to get in just because um, you start potentially, um, you could potentially start as a junior project manager, start meeting people. You, you, you meet a lot of the stakeholders that are the decision makers and then jumping into product could be as, as easy as good connections and understanding well your project and what you are doing with that product, which that was, that's exactly what happened with me. And now in product, wow, you're at the center of the organization completely, especially if your product is one of the most important ones. I used to manage all the savings accounts for TD and all the savings accounts across Canada for Scotiabank, probably for seven, seven, eight years or something like that. It was a long time. 
he always felt like he was like running this marathon at a sprint race because he was like, okay, there is so much moving, so much going on, billions and billions of dollars, people asking you to, you know, grow the portfolio, bring more money. And, and that's stuff I, I really love because it's like, okay, this, we have a challenge. Here's the business case. What should we do? And it's like engaging people. My project management skills come very naturally because it's like, okay, let's engage, let's communicate. Oh, change management. What, what are we going to do about it? And so on. So my my journey has been more into like intrapreneurial way now exploring and, and becoming more is like um how can i help people through that too because uh, even though i'm doing project management globally as i was mentioning i'm also the co-chair of an employee resource group within scotia bank called ola okay. and and this group uh, helps uh, uh employees with hispanic background like me uh, to elevate the profile, to help them be better, to, to grow within the organization. So I'm always there helping, you know, uh, coaching, mentoring, launching programs and so on. So I do my nine to five, uh, helping people as well and uh, managing projects globally. So that's a long story, but I, I think that's the story. It's kind of like it, success is not that linear. It goes like from left to right, up and down. And then finally it's like, okay, yeah, this looks like me, which is probably an organized mess. That's amazing. So th thanks for sharing that trajectory. And uh, I want to dive a little bit into some of these points and because um, there's a lot to unpack in there. So I'd love if you take us back to like just graduating your your, your master's, right? So, so you're this hotshot, smart financial model guy and then uh, out of a school gets appointed CEO. <laughs> Can you walk us through a little bit about that journey? Like what was the, the, the awesome parts, maybe some of the challenges in, 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 in that point of your life? Yeah, I discovered that uh, because when I was doing these presentations with my family, it's like, hey, this is my idea, and here are the numbers. I they My family is quite direct. It's like, oh, you know, those numbers suck, or it's like, oh, that will never work. <laughs> so I was always like a little bit mad and angry. It's like, okay, I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them, you know, like the real numbers. And that's why I took that master's degree with like so much hunger, and I've, I really want to... to <laughs> I really want to show them the numbers and I will be like, okay, finally, uh, they are great. Um, so I, I, I pretty much went through the master. I paid myself, by the way. I was working on the side, paid my master's at the same time. And uh, because I was so hungry and dedicated, a lot of the professors were like, oh, wow, who is this guy? Like, like what's happening here? And to the degree that I will be doing financial models of like thousands of lines and multiple sheets and everything and it was like it became my obsession to the degree that today if you send me a complex formula on excel or if you send me something for me it's like it's like my canvas it's like uh, a place where i just feel so relaxed on I'm, I'm i'm on the flow i'm on the summit so it's like fixing sales calculating here up and down and it's i, I feel so amazing so for me it was like i found one of my passions of like hey, this is my thing okay. because of that that passion, that genuine interest of, you know, doing, I'm doing better. One of the professors told me, it's like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be working for this company anymore, but I'm going to be, I'm going to move to a different state. Uh, I think you might be a, a good candidate for, for, the, for that group. No, they need a sales manager. He's like, okay. With, with good financial background. He's like, okay, perfect. And I did something that you recommend all the time. Okay. It's like, I start asking questions like, okay, so um, what do you like about the company? What, what do you wish you knew early? Like all of those questions 
uh, asking my professor and he gave me so much good feedback and he said like, okay, in your first meeting, don't go saying, uh, what do you have to offer me? It's like, here's my plan. They, they want to see your plan. So it's like, okay, perfect. I prepared a plan. And then you need to have a letter of intention and a 3069 and all of these recommendations. So I came so prepared on that meeting that of course I, I, I blew off my competition completely because I was exactly what they were looking for. But I was, I was right. exactly what they were looking for because I had a mentor. I had this professor that walked me through pretty much, handhold me and said like, okay, uh, this thing that you're working on is, is not going to work. Change it. Uh, talk about these results. Don't talk about the other thing. Focus on what is important for them. So because of that, I got that job for sure. Like no doubt about it. And I thought I was interviewing for a sales manager role. So like, okay, I was completely surprised when the owner of that company, which is one of the biggest and most prestigious coffee companies in Mexico, the owner told me, you know what? Forget sales manager. I need somebody, you know, uh, higher than that. And he said like, okay, no, you're the general manager. You're the CEO of this coffee company. And then immediately I got like 30 people reporting to me, which that opened the doors to so many different lessons learned because there were people uh, that... 20, 30 years of experience looking at me like a recent grad in my 20s. And he's like, <laughs> what are you going to tell me? He's like, why are you, why, why should I hear you? No? And then, oh, of course, within time, I, I win them over and it was great, but I, it took a while. It took a while because it's not that simple. That's awesome. And that's probably a deep dive story for, for a future episode. I'd love if we kind of fast forward uh, a little bit. So your, your yeah. time in Canada. So, so you're now this guy who, who uh, is the financial modeling wizard and, and multiplies uh, revenue and, and, and for, for companies. Uh, and you're going to prove them all wrong or right or prove yourself right in Canada. And then you alluded to the experience wasn't exactly as you had <laughs> hoped. Can you describe kind of the first uh, couple of years and hopefully not uh, relive too much of that trauma, <laughs> but kind of share that, well, sometimes things can be hard, but you, there is possibility to pull yourself out. Uh, could you share a little bit about that journey? Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, and this also comes, comes with stuff that I wish I knew early for sure. Uh, so the first one is like, hey, I'm, I'm quite su successful in Mexico. I'm just copy pasting my formula and I should be successful in Canada. That was my mistake. Number one It's like, hey, it's like telling somebody that is I'm a good fisherman in, in the Gulf of Mexico. I'm going to be a good fisherman in Lake Huron. It's it could it could potentially be, but uh, no, it's not the same thing. Like there are different places, different techniques, different approaches so much. Uh, so when I came here, I started doing what I thought it was successful what i thought it was like um the the right approach but i uh, i didn't account in my considerations that of course canada is a culture of cultures and canada is like the diversity index in canada is huge compared to mexico mexico we might have one or two three different uh cultures and here we have hundreds so all of that impacted completely my approach my confidence i was like okay what happened to me i was completely not expecting that it was going to take me so long. Back in Mexico, friends being executives and doing so well. And here in Canada, I'm just, you know, working in survival jobs, which there is nothing wrong working in survival jobs, but my confidence was completely like down. Um, now, fast forward, I was going to those interviews and I was like, I'm, I can guarantee you I can double your, you know, do this and great, create that. But uh, I think what, what I lacked was my, my network. I was, um, I was not known in the market. Uh, no one knew about my success or how big was my company or everything that I, I used to do before. So it was like to prove again who I was. 
And it's, it's interesting because now I have helped so many newcomers, hundreds of newcomers I have helped within all of the, the last probably eight or nine years. And the first thing that they told me or that they tell me is something that I felt is like, thank you, Miguel, for helping me find this job because now I feel like me again. And that was my feeling too. When I, when I, when I was able to break through for the first time, it's like, wow, I'm feeling like me again because before... I, I, I knew and I, I, I knew I was successful. I knew I'm, I'm doing great. I knew you know the quality of my work, but I, it was like nobody cared or nobody knew or no, nobody. Yeah, it's like, you know, good to know Miguel. But uh, until that point, I think when I felt like me again, it's like, okay, perfect. Now I can go to the next level. And that took me like five or six years probably. And, and when I'm saying, like, I found a job in my profession, I found a job in my profession at the junior level, not even, like, at the level I had before. It was, like, okay, probably three or four steps back. But at least I was in the right track. At least I was starting. So sometimes um, you just need to take in a con- in, into account for those factors. And just to potentially some stuff that I, that I would recommend is that, uh, to speed up this process as well. Focus on your confidence, because if your confidence goes down just for a little bit, uh, oh boy, things are completely not going to work. Uh, one of the things right. that a mentor told me, by the way, that I wish I knew before, it was like, Miguel, and it was funny because he told me, Miguel, uh, from zero to 10, you know, how would you rate your confidence? And I would be like, oh, it's like six, maybe a seven. And then this mentor told me, well, would you ever date a six? And I was like... <laughs> No, I don't think I will let that six. It's like, okay, exactly, right? So what are you going to do about it? And then he and then he told me, um, you know, when your confidence is not at a 10, when your confidence is not like completely like, I know this is going to happen, that certainty, uh, things are not going to happen. Things are not going to progress because if your 10 becomes a nine, then you open the door to doubt, you open the door to, um, to, to second guess yourself. And then that slows down all your momentum. And then slowly it, it goes to a, to a hole completely. So uh, yeah, your number one job in this process, like finding a job, opening a business, whatever it is, is to be, co- is to be a conf- your confidence bodyguard. That's your number one job. And to always be, uh, <laughs> to take care of your mental health because of, of course, confidence impacts mindset, mindset impacts belief. Belief means impacts actions and so so on, right? So again, everything starts with that little thing, confidence, which is huge. But that thing that it's super important, and also the way you speak to yourself. Is to, another thing that I recommend a lot is that what another mentor told me: Will you be friends of somebody that is very critical, somebody that is really tough with you, somebody that always shows just to tell your mistakes and how you suck? And you're like, no, I will not be friends of that person. It's like, okay, interesting. Because why are you doing that to yourself? And they're like, oh, wow, that's true. Like, I'm, I'm very critical. I'm very, like, uh, pushing and, and putting a lot of pressure on my journey and everything I do. And that usually happens when you're an achiever, when you're like, oh, I need to be number one. Sure. And it's like, oh, I need to show, I need to showcase all of this and that. But uh, eventually I learned that, no, uh, compassion uh, is it's super important in your formula of success. Also being um, to respect the times and also to to honor your your person and your journey and and everything that you have done. So that part, it took me a while, a lot of meditation, a lot of like uh, understanding the process. But uh, it was huge. It was huge. Once I put those things into into my into my formula, that helped me a lot because now I put the pressure down and I was able to enjoy the process. And it's like, okay, perfect. 
And uh, fast forward on that, it's like now I'm able to, I, I, I've been able to, to get job promotions without even applying. My, yeah. my last six job promotions, by the way, were over a coffee meeting. Like two managers actually told me, could you please just upload the resume? Because uh, if not, we're going to get in trouble. And they was like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I, I, I got hired without even a resume. So to that degree. So right. from being rejected thousands of times just because my resume was not, uh, you know, keyword specific to now is like, could you please just upload that thing just to, you know, checkbox the, the, the thing and, and keep moving. So that's, that's huge. That's, yeah, that's what I, what I see. Well, that's what I, I try to help people to, to do as well. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and even though you shared a lot of that, there's a lot more to deep dive in and unpack again, hopefully for an, an, another episode. Uh, I took a whole bunch from there and a lot of it that, that I shared myself uh, where I often tell people about like kind of the, the six or seven, most people give themselves that in, a, in an interview, like a tell me about yourself. It's like, would you hire a six or seven? So why uh, would you practice only until that that point? So those so same true. types of things. Um, survival jobs, again, it, it's there, there's no harm in them. Like do what you need to do. I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about uh, mm -hmm. like what kept you motivated during that time. So you land in Canada, uh, mm -hmm. you're doing the same thing, copy paste the formula, and then you get like punched in the face a few times, like, well, hopefully figuratively, not literally, <laughs> um, but that you're getting rejected here and there. You have to take these survival jobs. You, you were like a, a, a superstar landing like a CEO role, and now uh, you're, you're working survival jobs and you have to slog it out to get there. So what kept you motivated uh, during that process? If you could I think we, uh, being completely transparent, I think it was pride. It's like, I'm not going to go back mm, okay. to, to my friends, like looking down and ashamed of myself. If I'm going to return, I'm going to return, you know, like looking up and super, uh, super um, happy about my journey. You know? And uh, you know, for many years, right. I did not go to, to visit my family because of that. Um, <laughs> it was, and also when they call me, it's like, oh, everything's great. You know, everything is awesome. <laughs> but sometimes like, I don't know if I'm going to pay the rent this month to that degree. Because uh, another thing that I learned too is that uh, being vulnerable is actually a strength instead of a weakness. I was raised to believe that mm. being vulnerable was uh, to showcase that you are you are weak. But I know I, I, that completely shifted my mindset as well. It's like it's okay to raise your hand and say I need help. It's okay to like approach people and ask for help. So another episode on that too for sure. But right. I'm, um, what kept me motivated was like there is no turning back. I burn my boats. I, I I'm. I'm I don't have other things that to to make and to break through this like because if not it's um yeah I've actually at that point I remember um oh and to make it more interesting lucky when I when I got my papers to come to Canada the biggest deal of my life came on my laps it was like Miguel it was funny because on one hand I received my paperwork to come to Canada and I have six months to do it if not I lose two years of paperwork uh oh and then on the other hand the biggest, one of the biggest coffee producers in Mexico says, you know what, I've seen what you, get, what you have done for this company. Um, I, want, I want to go in partnership with you 50-50. You don't put any money. I put everything, coffee, ma machinery, assets, whatever. I just want you to do the same. So that decision of like, okay, stay and grow this business or go to Canada. No? So of course I told that guy, like, hey, thanks so much for that. But I, I think I need to go to Canada because that's, that's part of my dream and so for me, the decision coming to Canada was like, I left back one of the biggest business opportunities that I could potentially could have. No? 
But uh, and then here in Canada, for me, uh, my first job was as a coffee server at Tim Hortons, and I was thinking every day, like, okay, I think I made a huge mistake because I just left a multi-million dollar potential of business just to be here, like mopping floors. And that was my thought on a daily basis for years. So it was like, no, I, I, I need, I need this to work out. So fast forward, today's my year number thirteen in Canada. I can tell you, I'm living my my Canadian dream. I'm living exactly what I wanted. I, I feel safe. I feel amazing. I have a beautiful, amazing wife with two amazing little boys. That that's, yeah, it's it's exactly what I always dream about. So <laughs> I don't have any regrets or any like, oh, I I, I I lost an opportunity of my life. Not at all. With the benefit of on hindsight, I can tell you, it's like uh, it was perfect. It was exactly what I needed. Yeah. Uh, to showcase my commitment of like, okay, this is going to work. And of course, it's like, I cannot go back because uh, I, I pretty much I will go back to nothing. That's amazing. So uh, again, lots more to unpack there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think we'll have many more episodes in, in there as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it just goes to show that, that sometimes pride is not a bad thing, right? It, hopefully, if you're stubborn for the right reasons and for your own success, and if you're, uh, as you said, kind of guarding your, your confidence um, and, and able to get to that route, then then you could lead the, the life of your dreams. Um, so as we kind of close off the episode, I'd love if you shared a little bit of your swike. So I know you, you shared mm -hmm. a lot of it uh, before, but are there any ones that you want to um, kind of elaborate on or any additional ones uh, that, that you want to share? So the stuff that you would tell young Miguel <laughs> as he's going through all these trials and tribulations yeah. uh, during the process. Uh, of course, it's like, uh, do not waste time on trial and error. It's, it's a very outdated <laughs> thing out there. I, I did it for many years. And for some reason, I had this idea that success is self-made, that self-made people was like they were successful. And it's a huge lie because uh, there was, I have not seen one person without a mentor or without a coach or without somebody that influenced them significantly to achieve everything. So from philosophers all the way to like uh, current businessmen, businesswoman. So that, that's the first. Do not waste on trial and error. Just find somebody that already went through the same journey to, that figured out the thing that you are trying to figure out and just ask the questions. Like everybody is so open to share. So yeah. And if you need to pay for a coach just to pay for speed and expertise, a thousand percent recommend. Why? Because even though it's an expense that is okay, it's an extra thing that you need to do. But I, now, for example, they were, I, I, I worked five years in survival jobs, earning survival money, which is pretty much minimum wage. And if I compare that to what I earn today, which is not a crazy amount of like money, it's just like a decent amount, like a, for a senior project manager, this the gap is significant. And I left so much money on the table. So if somebody told me, it's like, hey, for this much, I can help you get that faster. The return of investment is huge. So I 100% recommend that. Uh, another thing on the personal side, I would say for those that are looking to, uh, to choose the right partner, um, a, whole, a thousand, thousand percent, spend the right amount of time analysis on choosing your right partner because having the right partner on your side makes life incredible like a dream but if having a person that uh, uh that you don't know that well you grew up together or that you start finding out different things or things change then that creates another set of like complications and and, and creates and distractions so I have experiences and we can go on, on another, another episode on that as well. But I, <laughs> I can tell you that having the right partner on your side and, and spending time with a partner, it's huge, huge, huge. 
I, I am very happy that I trusted a friend that she told me, like, you should do this online dating. I was like, what is that? And the algorithm <laughs> worked like wonders with me. So I 100% recommend that. And um, lastly, it's like um, success is more, it's is just more about, you know, uh, living your, your dream or finding the right job. Success, I think, is tied with significance and transcendence. So for me, for me specifically, right. it's like helping people, it's paying it forward, is to uh, um, being there for somebody that that could benefit from my advice, from my from my um, mistakes. Uh, there is a new term that I just recently discovered: other people's mistakes. So learn from them exactly. <laughs> okay. So you can speed up your process. So I'm all about about speeding up the process and helping people just to like okay, connect the dots faster and be successful. I think, uh, yeah, recently I, I see myself as a success partner in terms of uh, I'm here to okay. help you, uh, yeah, to get to the next level faster. That's amazing. So, yeah, quite interrelated for uh, two of them. So obviously the, the mentor part, the um, success is self-made. And the other part is is you should also uh, give back and share your knowledge with with others, which I think is important uh, as well, because I think there's the, the pay it back, pay it forward, however you want to take it can be helpful because you were helped by a lot of folks uh, during your journey and uh, to, to be able to kind of repay that kindness for the next generation or the next person in line would be, yeah. would be great. And the part on the partner, well, uh, this is more of a, a careers uh, podcast, but I that does have a huge impact <laughs> on being, having a successful yes. career. So, so that might be a deep dive episode as well. So <laughs> thanks so much, Miguel, for sharing Thank you, Lucky. Thank you. your insights, your story, and, and hopefully we'll have you back to, to deep dive in a bunch. But before we go, if you can share a little bit about uh, like future aspirations or where can folks uh, go to to find out more about you and, and reach out. Yeah, 100%. Thank you. Uh, future aspirations, I want to do what I'm doing today but on, on a larger scale. Uh, I have helped mm-hmm. hundreds of newcomers since the last eight, nine years. I just want to you know, multiply it. So I'm, I'm really focused on that. That's my, my new pet project. Um, I, I'm doing it through two different organizations. One is called unstoppableme.rocks. And you can type that, it's a, that's a, a, a domain. We, we are a community of, of like-minded individuals, professionals helping each other uh, go to the next level. And the next one is uh, an organization called Try Faster, tryfaster.ca, where uh, we are a career accelerator program. We, our goal is to speed and to help you um, make your transition faster from where you are to where you want to go. So yeah, my, my main uh, philosophy here is that how can we help you find that meaningful employment, meaningful opportunity faster? Just like to connecting with the right people, connecting with the, uh, the defining exactly what you need to do just just to do um, your journey a little bit more smooth and enjoyable. And you can you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Miguel Abascal, and I'm happy to connect and chat for sure. Sounds good. And we'll include all those uh, links in the show notes. And again, thanks, Miguel, for sharing your swike, the your journey and your insights. And uh, we're looking forward to having you back on a future episode. Oh, thank you. Lucky. Thank you. Have a great day. Take thanks care. for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.